and jigsaw while I'm picking off devils. I can rock the shit on all levels, straight up out the ES, journey over BS. I'm like a hundred kilos stuffed in the Prius. I'm going hard till they free us. Hold on, wait a minute, let me put some season in this gumbo. What's good, everybody? Kenneth Barry here. Another episode of Touchdowns and Tangents. We got our our usual crew, special guest in the building. Shout out to J Rock. Gumbo is one of the dopest songs just ever made, and honestly, one of the greatest choruses of all time. But just to start off the show, man, some great news. It's been a hellacious week, but Pete's sister just was found and is home safe. Shout out to Pete. Shout out to his family. I got a little sister, so she went missing. I the mental anguish. So shout out to you, Pete, wherever you are. Um, Relax tonight, man. Like, take a deep breath, man. Just, just embrace the fact that you know you got him with you, and we're gonna hold down the show tonight. So don't trip. And yes, there will be some residual pettiness. It will not be all doom and gloom, but we gotta we gotta get right to the shits because well, this week has been the shits as far as football goes, and everything that's happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin, everything that's going on. So we're just gonna jump right into it. But before we do that, I want to say shout out to the Good News Radio, Good News Sports, all our affiliates. Shout out to X Squad affiliates. Shout out to Full Press Coverage. So, to name everybody in the room, obviously I'm here, Ozo Grande. To my left, we have our sound engineer extraordinaire. Um, somewhat, I guess I would say sad. Disappointed. Bears, disappointed, disappointed Bears fan. Definitely. And one of the hardest working men in, restu- in the restaurant injury. Industry. Wow, I just said injury. The injury is actually not a bad word, you know. Because when you work in, my in the rest- <laughs> yeah, when you work in the restaurant industry, yeah, you. And just to see these times right now, I mean, you know, everybody just understand things are not normal. Don't expect them to be normal. They're not normal. Yes, and please, uh, you know, don't let every situation have to end in, uh, you know, this. Please, because it shouldn't, especially with the police. But we'll get to that shit. So, um, first things first. You know, we talked about we've talked about Goodell and kneeling and Kaepernick. Pretty much, Pete and I like from the get go, from its inception, even beforehand. Like we just we've been talking about this whole Kaepernick situation, and Goodell comes out and issues an apology. Saying we wish you would have listened to Kaepernick sooner. This, that, and the third. Blase, blase. And with that, by the way, yeah, we're going to just eventually do touchdowns and tangents, drunk bingo. And if you hear me say the phrases with that, because I say a lot on Monday, 
Shout out to Barely a Tangent. You can literally listen to it every Monday night at 8 o'clock. It's 30 minutes. Um, sometimes we go on really long-ass rants on this show that have nothing to do with anything, but they're kind of informational, and you want to learn a little bit more about it. So, boom, 30 minutes, talk to some expert, experts, people in the field. And this past week, this week, if you missed it, uh, is Long Beach Estate. And wow, I'm fucking up. Is Long Beach... Actually, funny... That I say that, Long Beach, apparently I found out it was bigger than Cleveland, like a couple major cities. So, is Long Beach a part of L.A.? Yes and no. Part of L.A. County, but it's its own thing. So, don't ever call Long Beach, like, a part of the South Bay. Shout out to uh, our guest that we had on. If you didn't hear it, yeah, you can find it pretty much on all streaming services. Barely a tangent. But anyway, back to this tangent. So, Roger Goodell apologizes as we're listening to Kaepernick sooner. And we got a special guest here. The man of many guest spots. Um, He's been known to steal people's catchphrases, but he'll give you credit. Just not like right when he says it. And uh, honestly, the only real OG Chiefs fan that I know legitimately... Mike Hill, the PG of hey. Courtside Radio. Yes, sir, man. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, like legit chief fan, like Steve Bono. <laughs> Who? You don't know Steve Bono? Played for the Chiefs? Sounds familiar. I thought yeah. you were going to say Christian Okoye. Yeah, Elvis okay. Gerback, uh, those guys, uh, DT, Neil Smith, Dale, Dale Carter, James Hasty. Like, I've been a chief for a while, man. Eddie Kinnison, Will Shields. Yeah, that's the 2000s. I'm naming the 90s guy. Oh, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Marcus Hatt. Marcus Allen, yeah, Marcus Allen, Joe Montana. That's why a lot of people always ask, how did you become a Chief fan from L.A.? I told them, I said, I grew up, all my dad talked about were two players, Joe Montana and Marcus Allen. And at that time, they were on the Chiefs. So I was like, oh, this is my team. This is the players my dad talked about. So I said, this is who I'm riding with. And that's just been like the team I I went, even though they were terrible, um, you know, a lot of times I – I'm loyal, so I'm like that's my squad. I'm so a you're true like, fan, so yeah. I mean that's I mean I'm kind of the same way. My my old man was always a Bears fan. I grew up in New Mexico, and so I was that's just crazy. like, yeah, you yeah. know. I mean, it's like I inherited being a Bears fan, yeah. being far away from Chicago, and 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 we didn't like L.A. didn't have a football team, so it was really like who else am I going to go for? You know, like I'm an Angels fan. I've been an Angel fan because I saw Angels in the outfield. And that'd be my team. That'd be my team ever since. Shout out to Disney. Yeah, shout out to Disney, man. Kevin Costner? Yeah. No, uh... Kevin Costner. Was that Kevin Costner? No, no, it's the guy from Back of the Future. Yeah. Um, I can't even think of his name. I can't even think of his name. Fox, something Fox, ain't it? Wait. No, 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 the, uh, the umpire. Umpire? I can't, I can't remember who's in the movie. I just know the Not name Michael J. Movie. Fox, right? No, no, no. no, no not no, Michael no, J. No. Doc, Doc Brown. Oh, oh. Christopher. Uh, Christopher Lloyd. There we go. Christopher yeah. Lloyd. I never knew his name. If you build it, they will come. Is that the Angels in the Outfield? Yeah. Or is that Field yeah. of no, Dreams? No, no, Field of Dreams. Field Kevin Costner. Field of Dreams is the only one I acknowledge. When you said Angels in the Outfield, I was like, that just reminds me of the Miami I'm going to tell you the truth. I've never watched Field of Dreams. You're not missing much. Okay. Okay. I mean, I mean, it'd be. I feel like a baseball pu- the baseball purist in me is kind of mad at you, but I don't really care. Go watch. Like, I'm pretty sure there's a movie on the Negro Leagues, right? There's a few. There has to you be. You know a movie I did watch? The movie about the women's baseball league. 
That's classic. That's, that's, yeah. that's okay. Yeah, that's that's a good one. That's good. That's good. That and what was, was it? Wild Things with Charlie Sheen? Yeah, Wild Things, of course. Charlie Sheen. Uh, that's Major Wesley League. Snipes. Major, Major League. Major League. His, His name was Wild, Wild, Wild Things. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Major See, I was close. Yeah. I was close. <laughs> but no, um, they're kind of like the killmonger of Chiefs fans because honestly, like, had your dad just said, you know, Marcus Allen played for the Raiders, right? Facts. Like, you could have just. <laughs> you could actually just be a Raider, but like uh, now we're right. diametrically or, or the Niners. But no, I picked the right team because it's Mahomes, baby, for the next a hundred years. Yeah, I, I mean, mean they are the team to beat. I mean, yeah, like I'm th- I'm talking with people in my league. Like, when do you draft him? Like third round. I third got him round. In, I had I drafted Bro. him in the third round and got Lamar Jackson. Knowing yeah, the league draft. this year, like if knowing the league it, that I'm in, round. I might have to draft him first round because my, my homies know I'm a Chief fan, so they're like, I got to take him before my career. Yeah, yeah, because I won the last two years because I had my homies quarterback. So. I got nice. hosed. I'm taking all Chiefs. I'm taking Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Nah, that's a hometown. Taking- <laughs> that's, that's a homer right there. And that's going to take Sammy Watkins. Yeah. Not Sammy Watkins, but <laughs> Tyreek, yeah. uh, if like I can, Kelsey, the Chiefs defense, Harrison Butker at kicker. Uh, if I can, I'm gonna have all Chiefs. But a lot of times, that's what I do. I pick as many as don't I can. Don't take their defense. No, I, 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 hey, I rode the Kelsey wagon for two years in a row. Yeah. Drafted him in the second round. So yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, he's. I'm, I'm mad. I passed on Kittle. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I passed on I, Kittle. I can't and think of Kelsey. the. I hate myself. Well, hey, what's the name of the receiver who got hot for Tampa Bay last year? He won the league for me. Godwin. Godwin. Not yeah. Godwin. It was um, Evans. Evans. No, he he came, he came in because Evans was hurt. Humphreys. No, nah, it wasn't Humphreys. He's not even there no more. Okay, but I'm he. Yeah, like, <laughs> I was like, it has to be Godwin. <laughs> he played Maybe amazing. Godwin was he, on I know he fire. played at Baylor. I can't remember his name. He uh, played at Baylor, and I don't know who he is. Nah, you, I thought you knew football, man. First you know. off, well, <laughs> bring it back to this. We don't, we don't thing, talk about this, football on this podcast. Fa- <laughs> <laughs> we talk about fantasy, <laughs> the field of dreams, and field wild things. <laughs> and the fact that Metro is also trying to uh, get it to where they get rid of their. Uh, fee, so you won't have to pay to get on Metro or the train. That's good. That's wow, great. My yeah. wife told me that on the way, before I came over here, and and, and uh, awesome. Yeah, I, I saw. Mean, the, I mean, the, the LA transportation needs to get better with the Metro. With the they're cleaning the train. it better. They're finally cleaning it more efficiently. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take time, a lot yeah. of time. I found him. Oh, he didn't play. Did he play Baylor? UCF. See, see, Brashad Pierman. Don't tease him like that. Brashad Pierman. Brashad Pierman. Yeah, Pierman. Okay, yeah. Oh, he's he, good for he, one he, good he, game every two no, years. He gave me a five-week stretch that was amazing. Back, back half of the season, yeah. Yeah, he, he did. Nobody trusted him. Nobody believed him. I did. Him. I started him every game and won everyone. Bro, well, it's, a four-two-five. Like trusting Hunter Henry at the beginning of the season. He's like he don't light up until the end of the year. Well, yeah. the last two years. It, he's he's not not in the game. <laughs> he misses like three games with a foot injury, and then. Has a strong end to the season. Oh, You're like, damn I, it. What was it, two years ago when he had that one, like, 200-point game or 200-yard game? Like, I, I held oh, on yeah. to him all year long. He's a great and, player. Yeah, but I held on to the bench, and I just, like, I can't let him go because somebody else will pick him up. And, and then, he, sure enough, he blew up. And then, like, hey, I, I won that year because of him, too, because thank God I didn't let him go. I keep getting screwed in my league. Like, I had, like, the highest-scoring offense and, like, the highest point differential, and somehow I lost. Yeah, I only lost crazy. for like bye weeks and like because dudes who had no chance of winning were just getting trades handed to them in my league, which is probably why I might just let my just go auto draft. I don't really. I'm gonna predict your future this year in fantasy league. My player got COVID. Ow. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. That, like, that's I, I almost was not gonna do a league this year, and then like two weeks ago I scrambled. Like, okay, guys, we're gonna do it. If, if it just gets canceled, here's your money. Hey, back. just that I can help you do your draft. I I, I bet you at least be second place. 
I mean, I actually might take you up on that offer. Just cool. what you do. It's for NFL. I, I want two too. years straight. And one of my leagues actually won. It was a, you got to take Nick Chubb in the first won, round, though. It, I won a thousand dollars, I believe. But you got to take Nick Chubb in the first round. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick yeah. Chubb. As far as running backs, is that the best running back? Is that the best running back they you could, got? Nick but Chubb. I got him as a rookie and almost I'm, won my league. I'm scared over, though. Over uh, McCaffrey. McCaffrey's. I have like the fifth pick. I'm not getting McCaffrey. Hey, this is the craziest okay. part. Right. I when we did our draft, I had the first pick. Might take Zeke. And I wanted to take McCaffrey, but I ended up jumping in a conversation and auto picked Saquon for me. I was like, no, but uh, Saquon finished strong and ended up winning me my league. So him and uh, Pyramid. So, so well, let me put it. Would you say McCaffrey, Saquon, Chubb, McCaffrey, or McCaffrey? Because he gets he catches the he, ball. And if he plays special teams, he might get you a kick or punt return for a touchdown. Yeah, because Chubb he, people not sleep. Put on special teams this year. Hey, as a rookie, they did. Hey, but, people yeah, sleep the fact that Kareem Hunt is going to be there full season. No, here you go with Kareem Hunt he's, again. He's a special player. So if he, hey, he's a we, special we, we need a running back ago. right now. So, I mean, don't be surprised to see him in the Navy Bears. Orange. Chubb. I thought for sure the Bears are going to sign him because they got they've been talking about it all year. And then, and then we'll, we'll talk about it later. But, yeah. uh, I mean, Montgomery's hurt right now. I mean, yeah. it's not, it's not as, it's not oh, not as, as bad as they thought. They they said he is probably probable for week one. Oh yeah, that's big. So, I mean, Everyone is probable for week one. Yeah, but you know how. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, but whenever you hear a non-contact knee injury, you're like, oh, I well, see groin. It. it turned out to be oh, groin. groin. It's a groin. Perfect. Yeah, oh, so perfect. that's like, I mean, like you know, see, you gotta thank God it groin. That lets you, you know, know I don't follow the Bears because I don't even know. Since <laughs> I've been here, there's been a lot of Bears talk. <laughs> I assume all Bears skill silver? players oh, have groin you. injuries because they look slow and sluggish. You want to hear something about funny about Jay Cutler? So, um. Uh, I, was, I was still seeing my my, my now wife. Uh, she wasn't living in London at the time, okay. so I took her to an I NFL need to go game. Go to London and find me one. Yeah, it, it, it's not as easy as it sounds. Oh, okay, right, but <laughs> I did take her to an NFL game out there in Wembley, and it was uh, the Miami Dolphins versus the Saints when Jay Cutler was playing for the Dolphins. Oh, okay, and so God. sure enough, Wait, he played for the Dolphins. He played yeah, for the Dolphins. That? That's, shit, that's where he ended up. Yeah, so yeah. take it that oh, he, he threw a pick in the end zone. And I'm like, see what happens? And all these Brits are looking at me like, damn, this this American bloke is he loves really crazy. It, yeah. I was like, this is what he does. This is what he's done for us. Like, oh, he throws picks in the end zone. So, yeah, shout out to Jay Cutler for sucking. But if it wasn't for Jay Cutler sucking in that moment, your wife would have never saw your immense passion. And been like, yeah, I did let, that. Oh, I got stories about that game. He's, it, 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 the funniest thing out there, because they don't know all the rules, they have it, the rules in reference to rugby rules on the screens. Oh, yikes. And, and so my wife's like, oh, that makes sense. I'm like, does it? <laughs> the tack- like, why is he tackling so high? You know, that's a fair question. Yeah, well, it was more like the offsides and the holding and all that stuff. And just, but, I mean, it's cool, though, because those games, um, the whole league is represented. So, I mean, it's sad it's not going to happen this year. I mean, everything's sad this year, but yeah. I do yeah. – Fully support all those games out there in just abroad, even Mexico, um, in in London, and then you know who knows what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, so I mean that said, uh, this year is like um, being in an S and M situation, and you forgot the password. <laughs> That's what 2020 some, is. Or, or you can't pronounce it correctly. Yeah, you can't. Worcestershire. Oh, shit. Uh, Worcestershire. Oh, God, we're going to die. Uh, Pete, right. whatever you do, do not try to pronounce Worcestershire. Just don't do it. You have an Worcestershire. In love for Pete. Worcestershire. Just to get you going, go Clippers. 
Move on. I, I was, I was, on, I was, I was on. actually looking for something that says Clippers, and I, I, and I, I was this close Nobody to actually putting, to put just a, a piece of duct tape that said Clippers, <laughs> just to do it, just to get you riled up. But just, you know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> Another but Kenny, what is your team? I don't even know. The Lakers. It's always been the Lakers. I've never known that. I yeah. always thought you were a Clipper fan with Pete. <laughs> I, I look at them as a duo. They're the what same the, person. What? They're the same person. We're like diametrically so. opposed on like four things. <laughs> I, hey, I, He's I'm, a Clippers fan. Honestly, God, truth, I never knew you were a Laker fan. I've always been a Lakers fan. Dang, I, sh- I literally told you about when I was on last week on the court. So I was talking about my Kobe yeah. memories. I, I thought it was just Kobe memories. I didn't know they were deep. <laughs> my mom worked with him. Like, damn. You said uh, that, so. but damn. I, I was like I was there for point four. I cried. Now when I can have conversations with you about the Lakers, man. I didn't even know. That's why I never brought it up to you because I was like, he's a Clipper fan. He was, I always throw. Hey, up one thing I know about like, Laker fans is that you guys have conversations about Lakers without the other person being a Laker fan. Sometimes, but when it's a Clipper fan, we try to stay away from them. <laughs> yeah, see, shout, not- shout Clipper Daryl though. That's my guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was it him? And it was a, it was a rapper who said something really reckless about the Lakers. Who y'all had on your show? Glass and Malone? Yeah. Yeah, he's always talking reckless. I was like, fam, stop. Yeah. Didn't he mention Nipsey? But anyway, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, with the Goodell situation, man, y'all were kind of talking about it on, you know, your last, on your show about 45 minutes ago. What's your take on the fact that Goodell's coming out now apologizing to Kaepernick? Not posthumously, but it feels like posthumously. You know what I feel about that? They killed his career. Yeah, when it comes to Godell and him doing this now, it's kind of like when you watch uh, an NBA or NFL game, too, and it was clearly pass interference, but they don't tell you until the game is over the next day. That's pretty much what Goodell was doing. So Saints fans, the tuck rule. It doesn't Um, matter the next index card game. Yeah, the next time is like you know that's like you having trading Khalil Mack. You having a girlfriend, you cheat on her, and then you know y'all break up and everything. Fourteen, four years later, then you say, you know what, I'm sorry, you know I was wrong. Like, whoa, you should have said though. No, I know, but it's like if you maybe if you did it during that time, it would have made more of a difference. Nah, because she would have said, I fucked your brother. You're like, I don't have a brother. She said, "Oh, this is awkward now." <laughs> and then, like a couple yeah. years later, hey, she you lied to her the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> she said, uh, "I actually fucked one of your coworkers. It was weird, <laughs> like but, some random like that." Oh my god! You just have to, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just too late. It's like it's too late. The guy's career is pretty much done. Yeah. Um, and it's just it looks good because now people are going to say Goodell did apologize, but it's too late. He has been offered some contracts, hasn't he? Just not, not nothing. Not that I've heard of. It was like tryouts, right? Imagine if. Well, not like this year or last year, but like previous years, like. Yeah, but it was kind of half-hearted and bogus. Like, yeah. imagine if you want some ice water, you're really thirsty, and I have melted ice in my hand and say, "Here, you want it?" Here, you say, "No, it's fucking melted," and I'm like, "See, I offered him ice, he didn't want it, as it's melting in my hand." Yeah, I mean, but you could also argue that compared to what, like, Cam Newton's got this year. Yeah, but I think, and me and Pete talked about that, too, on numerous occasions. I don't want to compare Kaepernick's situation to Cam. Only I would only compare it to Cam in that, yeah, once a black quarterback gets injured or they're deemed not good enough, they're all of a sudden seen as damaged goods. When trash ass white QBs coming like Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think has better 
passing numbers statistically than Kurt Warner. Like, you can look that up. And Kurt Warner's in the Hall of Fame. And Fitzpatrick has better career numbers than him. So does that mean Ryan Fitzpatrick is a Hall of Famer? No. See? Because you got to win in the big moments. And but, but it's Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Google his career numbers right now. No, but if you look at Your Troy Aikman. might catch a virus. If you look at Troy Aikman's number, you'll be like, damn, I used to think his numbers were amazing until I got older and was like, damn, he was. Quincy Carter could have done that. won Super Bowls. Yeah. That's really it. You, that's what you, you, what you do in a big game. You get there. You yeah. know? I mean, what, they won four years in a row against the Bills? Pretty much. Or two against the Bills. Yeah, two against the, the Bills, one yeah. against the Steelers. All those against the uh, NFC East teams where the Bills played, right? Because against no, yeah, yeah, because they lost Cowboys. the Giants and the Cowboys, the Giants, yeah. The Cowboys yep. yeah. And it's crazy because it's like, and the Skins, yeah, Redskins, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I was formerly known. watching yeah. Hard Knocks and I was looking <laughs> at Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor literally broke a playoff streak for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, that's like, insane. And. Goes to Cleveland, gets injured. That was a bad situation. But they look at Tyrod Taylor like he's trash and can't play, and he took forever to get a deal. And it's like, what? I'd rather have Tyrod Taylor on my team than Ryan Fitzpatrick than Ryan Tannehill. Main reason why um, Cam Newton's not in L.A. I think think you can't take Cam if you're going to take Herbert. Well, Herbert's the future... Yeah, yeah. And Cam Cam wouldn't have like has that. about five years left. Cam would have been like, why? Why am I here? Like, clearly, I'm here to play one year. Like, at least with the Patsies, like if I ball out, they have nobody else on the roster they can build through. Can't nobody hold them. Yeah, so it makes sense. But Herbert him. is like, your time here is not long. And with rookie quarterbacks in today's game, you might sit out one year, then it's next year. Hey, we just use this high pick on you. You got to play. Yeah, and it's like with Tyrod, it's like, oh, we're just gonna keep brushing you to the wayside. But he's never really getting an opportunity. And they say, oh, he's not that good. Well, he's conservative with the ball. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And he makes plays. But if you look at who he had in Buffalo, it w- that offense wasn't world-beating when they went to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. He did it with his really – Yeah, good. defense is great. Yeah, the defense has been great for a while now. Hey, with yeah. all that stuff you just said, you know who you just, it just reminded me of? Who? Alex Smith. And the fact that Tyrod Taylor can't – Get jobs and Alex Smith can get jobs left and right. It's like it just shows you. But Alex what Smith, the deal is. there was a ceiling on him because at one point I I made him the president of the Little Arm Club. I'll admit that because <laughs> he never threw a pass long to twenty yards downfield. <laughs> I, I, at one point I felt like I had a stronger arm than Alex Smith, but he's such a great human being. No, a great human being. And it's like, you look at everything he's been through, and the fact that he can be a functional starter for your offense. No, yeah, yeah. Like, if I was Miami. He will. Yeah. I don't know. That leg injury is looking kind of nasty. Alex Smith, is be- he needs everything around him to go right. And I feel the same about Tyrod Taylor. But, you know, Tyrod Taylor may be slightly more athletic. No, uh, he's like way more. Way, yeah. way more. Way so, okay. Way more. So Even bringing back athletic. to his college days. Yeah, like, no, I have, I have Virginia Tech. But, yeah, so he's more athletic. So, it's like, if you put him in a situation – like the Chiefs where you get some offensive talent, how good would he look? You know what I'm saying? But he never got that chance after Buffalo, and I don't understand that. Him, Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett got his ass beat in Indy. Beat. Like, and they, they beat the Chiefs. Well, every quarterback. I mean, look at Andrew Luck. Retired I mean, a year ago, a couple of days ago. Yeah. It I was mean, a year ago. That I mean, that guy, Jesus Christ. I mean, I don't know how he – I mean, he made the – that that Matt guy made a smart decision for his life because yeah. I mean, lacerated kidneys. Yeah, I mean, my lacerated like, kidney. I'm whooping one of my offensive linemen's ass. Yeah, I mean he got paid money and and he was supposed to be the next Peyton Manning. That's why they got rid of Peyton Manning and and he just almost died. 
yeah. several times. And it's crazy. And he complimented the person almost killing him. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Andrew Luck. Yeah. <laughs> the crazy thing is, it's like, yo, he didn't even last that long. He didn't even last 10 years. No. I mean, he, I don't think he could have lasted another year. And, but him and Kendrick Lamar have this great quality where they could just get a bunch of money and then disappear. You never hear from them again. Hey, best way to do it, you won't have to deal with fame. Fame is terrible. Hey, can I say something? Uh, yeah, because it actually was going to lead to my next point now that you just said that. No, I just want to say uh, something just popped up, breaking news. Uh, rest in peace to Lou Olsen, uh, legendary coach for the Arizona um, University of Arizona basketball team. He passed away. So I just wanted to. Damn. My basketball connection. That's sad. Damn. That's. I don't. Let's ring the bell for him. But yeah, that's that's crazy. But when it comes to that, people losing their lives, people retiring early, the biggest elephant in the room, in addition to Goodell apologizing, is all these NFL players pretty much just canceled practice. The Chargers had, I think, about an hour spot on NFL Network on TV today, and they decided to use that time to talk about you know, social injustice, mm-hmm. you know, racism. They won't say white supremacy and white supremacy is terrorism. But we're getting there because when you look at the people who are doing it, they all have like some type of white supremacist background, which is insane. But yeah, so all started with the Lions. And I think this was before the Bucks canceled their game, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. Lions, I think Lions didn't come before the, the NBA games. Yeah, they were like, yo, this has to stop. Like, And this all deals with the situation of Jacob Blake, a black man, father of three, who is breaking up a fight between two women um, on one of his kids' birthdays. It was one of his kids' birthdays. Crazy. Um he was trying to break up a fight in front of his kids. Got in the car. The police showed up. He's like, okay, cool. The, the, the situation is diffused. He gets in his car to leave. Cop shoots him point blank seven times in his back. He's permanently paralyzed. Handcuffed to his hospital bed right now as we speak. Um, and normally black men in that situation, getting shot that many times by the cops, they die. But he got shot seven times in the back. And tasered in front of a bunch of women, in front of his children. I think he got tasered before he got into the car. Yeah, because I, I saw the video. They tasered him, shot him, and the, it's like, one, I wonder who called the police, and two, this is why people don't call the police. Because they show up, and people get shot and murdered somehow, when you're supposed to defuse the situation. And for all the black players in the league who know that easily this could have been me, uh, LaMichael P. Ryan, Florida running back, covered him at the Senior Bowl. Um, he said, he said, literally, if I wasn't playing sports, like if I didn't go to college and play football, I would literally just be another victim. I'd be a 26-year-old black dude out here caught up in the mix just like everybody else. Now, this happened in Winosha, Wisconsin. Keep in mind, civil unrest broke out once people saw this video. Because they're like, what the hell? Like, how do you show up to shoot this man? He wasn't, he wasn't resisting. He wasn't even 
a part of the accosting parties. He was actually a peacemaker getting in his car to leave. They said, oh, he had a knife in the car. He was trying to get to it. When you look at the video, there was no way he could have got to the knife. Well, they, the they say that. I mean, police police are trained just anyway. I mean, not not saying that shooting them was right by any means. But yeah. if you're reaching, you know, the cops, their their lives are on the line at, at, at every time. But I don't. I don't condone being shot and somebody shooting somebody in the back seven times. Yeah. I mean, that's is that one cop letting out a whole clip. And then the cop taser and them standing there. And it's kind of like, okay, if he was even, if you see the video, everybody out there who hasn't seen it, they could have just grabbed him. They didn't even have to pull their, out the guns. You could have just grabbed him right there, hit him up right there. Subdued him. No, you chose to shoot him point blank like you would shoot a dog or like something you're hunting. And people, teams all around the league canceled all the practices, all the scrimmages and everything. Now, on the other side, uh, 17-year-old white supremacist Kyle Rittenhouse murdered two people, shot another person. Cop wannabe. Yep, cop wannabe who has like a long criminal history. Vigilante, yes. He was like a cop in training in um, Illinois, but went to Wisconsin to quote unquote keep the peace or maintain law and order. You know that kind of bullshit. We know what that means. Well, he's charged. He's being charged with first degree murder. First right? degree murder, and he's seventeen, and it's illegal to be to you know be that age and. Open carry, yeah, yeah. So he's seventeen with an a, with an AR fifteen. I don't understand why people think you just need an AR fifteen, but it, the shit's kind of ridiculous to walk around with that. Um, the, walked right by the cops, put up his hand, peace sign, everything. They let him go, let him go home, and all that. Hey, that was insane. Seeing that, I was really like. This can't be like this can't be real. Had an illegal weapon across state lines. Yeah, and like one person, I think they showed the picture of the victims. Uh, one dude lost his arm. Two of them dead. Shot him in the head. One in the head. One in the stomach. Who who later died. Yeah, and it's like okay. You know, I mean, the thing is, what like I've always been told, what 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 makes you a man is the choices you make and the actions you do. This kid went intentionally into a bad situation where he had no business being at mm-hmm. thinking and this wannabe cop kind of whatever he was i mean there's there's video of him being interviewed by i don't know it was like a news or it's just somebody that's out there saying that this is his job his job to go out and do this it's like you had no business there like and then you know what we're saying what was disappointing one of my now former heroes brian Lacker, um liking a picture saying liberate this patriot this guy's not a patriot you know, he's it, a serial killer. Actually. Brian Erlacher is nuts. But yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, like that. That's that's the jersey I have. That's the guy yeah. I look. I no, grew up great. looking I up used to. to love and, and, play, and, yeah. and just this year, just seeing, yeah, you know, be be you, whatever. But it's just completely like it, it's it. That's been heartbreaking. The, the question I have um, when I went to a, the pro, the first protest I went to uh, this year uh, was the one. Um, in Beverly Hills, over there in that area, was it uh, right before the lockdown happened? Because I know I saw. Yeah, it was right there. before the lockdown happened. Uh, you know, a lot of people coming together, and that's where, like, you know, police are shooting tear gas and rubber bullets and things like that. And you know, we were face to face with the police officers, like right in their face, and we were like, some of them were, were willing to listen to you talk. 
And, you know, and it's a question that I asked the officer, like, what, what do they want black people to do? Like, what seriously, like, what do they want us to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going against a system that's already against us. You know, um, we're putting these neighborhoods that they, that, you know, we call the trap, you know, which is really a trap because we're trapped here. Only a few can get out. You know what I'm saying? And, it's like, what can we do to, you know, protect ourselves? We can't call the police because a lot of times when we call the police, something something else happens. You they know assume you're yeah, the you're the criminal. Party. So then you're you're being dealt with. Uh, what are we supposed to do? What do we teach our kids? You know what I'm saying? Like, what do we tell our kids to to do? Like how to feel? You know what I'm saying? Like, why why does it take every black kid that's that's raised? boy or girl to have that conversation that hey when you know what what to do when you're put over by the police where i know for a fact that white white parents don't have that conversation you know it's not a conversation that that's that's taught and and you're even taught that when the police pull you over even if you know you did nothing wrong to just sit there comply and just let them do whatever be docile yeah pretty much where you're like you know like i always talk about an incident when uh when i was attending cal state long beach uh, I was pulled over leaving campus, like heading to the freeway, driving down Atherton, uh, for people who know that area. And I was pulled over, and there was two police cars to block me in. And I'm really sitting there like, damn, did I do something wrong? Like, what is going on? And the first question they asked me wasn't, they didn't tell me what happened. They were just like, what, what am I doing in this area? And I was just like, are you serious? Go to the school. Yeah, and I was like, I, like how, like. And I wanted to snap off like, bro, come on, don't ask me that dumbass question. But it's just like from the things I was taught was like, you know, just, so just be, you know, compliant. I was just like, man, like I actually go to school uh, here and they asked me for my ID. So I give them my, you know, driver's license. And they're like, no, your campus ID. Don't you have one? I was like, oh, yeah. And showed them that. They take both, walk back to the car. When they come back, then they say, all right, we actually pulled you over for tinted windows. But it's like, yeah, my bullshit. windows are down. Like, get the fuck out of here. So it's you got to like, find a reason at that yeah, point. So that's... it's like, what, what, like, if these guys are to serve and protect us. But that's the thing they're not, what, they're yeah, not, they're not, not doing. Protect what, us. what can we do? You know what I'm saying? And it's a question that I would like to ask the people with the most power when it comes to this country. Like, what? What do they want black people to do? Because it's like we have nowhere to go. We have no one to that's going to look out for us to where that's why we can uh, pop off and snap and be in these crazy situations and burn stuff down. Because it's like, what do we do? Like you guys need put your knees to our neck and kill us. You shoot us in our back when we're just trying to leave, you know, a situation that we help uh, pretty much do your job. It's like what do black people do? I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, what do you do? I mean, like you know, I'm I'm Hispanic. You mm-hmm. know, my 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 dad is uh, an immigrant from Colombia. Mm. All right, I I I my first name's actually Enrique, and okay. I go by Eric because my dad literally has said I want my boys to have American names, mm-hmm. and he could def- he define America. And on my mom's side of the family, like my family's been settled here before. This is even the the Union. Like I, I'm from Spain back in the 1600s. You mm. know, and I could argue that conquistador stuff. Yeah. But, you know, and I have and, you know, my, my father literally told, purposely did not teach me to speak Spanish mm-hmm. because and I, I even have a, f- a family member that want, almost wanted to change his name because he even said that it's not socially acceptable. And, you know, I grow up and it's just like, wh- who cares what's socially acceptable? This the, the, the pride of our country is come as you are. And now it's I mean, I firmly believe 
it should be. You work hard. You do good. You be good. You should be rewarded. Now it's just like, you know, people, people sometimes like, you know, I get it from both ends sometimes too. It's like I get people like, well, we speak English here. It's like, well, there's nothing wrong with speaking multiple languages. It's actually yeah. it's intelligent. And it's beautiful. It's in, in, in and um, you know, even my my wife who's English, we're going through this immigration progress right now, uh, process and and. Man, it, it it's hard, and we did it the easiest and most legal way, and it's still like it's still like, you know, it's it's it, you know, people are like, you know, you hear things like, oh, they're here illegally. It's like you get into the borders now illegal. You you being here on any kind of visa is almost illegal. The lo- the law you put it at is 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 illegal, and it's like what what do you expect? And like the 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 Constitution is like. You know, we the people for the people by they, people that are yeah. aren't from here. Yeah, and, and people are like, go back to your country. He's like, you too. Yeah, yeah. You got. You actually gotta go first. They preach to us this is a free country. How you trying to stop people who wants to want to come gain freedom? That's coming from countries that you know aren't maybe aren't allowing them that freedom. And it's just like people. Everybody's a foreigner here, pretty much. You know, unless you're a native. You know, what I'm saying everybody's a foreigner here. But it's just the fact that. Um, you know, white America has gained this power, and since the beginning, since you know the American Revolution, it has been used against you know minorities and certain types of people, and it's just it's it's unfair. And as you know, as a black man, I, like my question is, what what do they want us to do? You know, whenever we speak out, it's do you know if you're an athlete, it's you know dribble, you know shut your mouth. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like they want you, if you're a teacher, they want you to just teach curriculum and don't, you know, pretty much tell the kids, they don't want you to tell the kids the truth. So they give you these history books that tells you nothing about, uh, you know, their people when it comes to blacks and Hispanics, it's like, what do they want us? Like, what do they really want us to do? Like, and that, that's the opposite. Of what makes this country great is the innovation and the create the creativity of people. I mean, God, we put somebody on the moon. We, yeah. we, we I mean, unfortunately, we won world wars and stuff. Mm-hmm. And now people are like, "Oh, we're, I mean, I'm, I, I'm not saying I'm not um, a patriot whatsoever, but it's like greatness is something earned every damn day." Facts. And and people are like, "Oh, we're the greatest country." It's like right now, it's like, how are we the greatest country right now? We're, we're not. What? We're not the greatest in education. We're not the greatest in everything. We're the greatest right now, taking money from the poor and giving it to the rich. Yeah, we have the greatest name. You know what I'm saying? When people hear America, they think big time. Uh, but or they think, used to. Or they yeah, think, used to. They think so. a hellscape. Because, yeah. I mean, if <clears throat> you have all these NFL players, black ones, coming out saying, yo, I got a story about how I was racially profiled. What do you want us to do? Yeah, true. And it's um, it's crazy, man. Shout out to my guy from uh, my show, Corsair Radio, Phillip. He had a take. He played overseas basketball. And um, he said that he felt more American in Europe and and, in France than he did in like living here in America again. Like over there, they show, oh, you're American? Oh, okay. And it was like, oh, it's love. You were respected. But it's like here, he's not an American. You're black. So you have to deal with everything that, you know, black people have to deal with, which is like, how is that? You know? 
Like, how can me being black in another country, I'm being praised for being in America and people looking out for me. But when I come back to America, people look at me like I'm nothing. You know, you just, you know, you're just a hoodlum. And no matter who you are, because it was the uh, player the for description. the Yeah, it was a player for the Bucks, Sterling Brown. He was one of the guys who was on the ground with the cops, like, um, like hitting him and kneeing his back and stuff like that. And that's an NBA player. So it's like. If you a millionaire can't get the respect as a black man, what does that mean for the average Joes that are just out on the street doing their regular grinds? And you can factor that. We'll wrap this up and get to hard knocks. Okay. But, you know, it's a hard knocks life we live out here. Pardon the pun. But it is. Like, when you look at the literal constitution, it was made when black people were seen as three-fifths of a person, even though we built the country. And a lot of our ancestors were already here. It was Mm -hmm. already people on this continent who were here. But Europeans came and said, oh, this is this is ours now. And we're going to take it and colonize it and we'll kill whoever's here. And some of you will convert to our religious system. We'll stomp out your history. We'll say you're one thing when you're actually something else. It's a whole shitty situation. And the NFL is supposed to start in two weeks. Realistically, we know if COVID couldn't stop the NFL, racism definitely isn't going to stop the NFL. Yeah. Racism kind of stopped the NBA, but realistically, cats still want a ring and still are chasing their legacy. Well, the LA teams wanted were the yeah. ones that voted no. They voted no. But you got to look, and California is literally has a, the GDP bigger than like most countries around yeah. the world. So California, in a sense, will be fine. But. It's the rest of the country that isn't. So when you factor that in, NBA still has a chance. Because once the champions crowned, it's over. There is no season. Yeah. You can go. You can go away and mind your own business. But I think if they were actually going to make a bigger statement, they would just walk away and not come back. But again, you know it is what it is with the NFL. They're all standing in unison. They're saying the Chargers, Anthony Lynn, you know, like these impassioned speeches. Talks about how, okay, we're going to fight for a championship. We're also fighting for social injustice. And it's like, okay, you can do that, but just keep that same energy because people are going to see you and hold you accountable. And, like, they they were talking about it on Hard Knocks, you know, that it was more of, I think that's more on the charger side. Week, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I mean, they they were on the news and everything this week, which wasn't on this week's episode, but yeah. yeah and then like, but this week on a, well, how they first started because I saw the first two episodes and they were talking about COVID. They were talking about how some people on the team, like one dude, a long snapper, his dad served. And they were talking about you know respecting the flag and the military and all that stuff. And you have Justin Jackson and you have uh, Tyrod Taylor, who said on a Tuesday's episode of Hard Knocks, you know. While I'm at it, my mic's hot. Arrest the cops that murdered Breonna Taylor. So yeah, they, they put mm-hmm. that all on their social media. And, you know, a lot of cats are, like, you look at the Chargers. Joey Bosa, huge Trump supporter. Whole family, Trump supporters. <laughs> His high school that he went to, St. Thomas Aquinas, is a history of racism. Luke Campbell already called it out. A whole bunch of stuff. But he can come together with Melvin Ingram. Dude came from a totally different background. Yep. They come together and play football. And it's kind of an unspoken thing that happens in football. We kind of know who our racist teammates are. 
Just the same way you know who, like, that dude who may be a sexual predator is in your circle in high school or whatever. <laughs> uh, hey, that person shouldn't be in your circle. <laughs> but, like, you know, like, you peep, nah, for real. Like, we people are like, wait, this dude is a you horn say, like, oh, this guy's, this guy's, this, we know this guy's a hoodlum. He's a gangbanger, so we know that, but that. No, but, like, sometimes the gangbangers be mad cool because it's like, yo, I rep my yeah, but whatever. But they rep, so you know they, okay, they about that life, so you kind of want to. Oh yeah, I, I, I remember like a, a true story. One of my one of my best friends, like he he ran around with some gang members back in the day, and I, you know I was a jock, and then in my hometown, like jocks and gang members, they they fought like gangs and stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And so I told him about I was telling his girlfriend about a time I've been shot at, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I was at that party." I was like, "Wait, I thought you were," and he's like, "Yeah, I was one of the guys shooting at you." I'm like, "Oh, all right, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, yeah, damn." And, and you know, I'm not going to say your name on air, but you ever hear this? You know who you are, and uh, that's one of our stories and the shit that we've gone through in our lives. Just one of our connections, bro. That's deep, damn. But man, I, I don't know how you guys feel, but I feel that these athletes, especially this day and time, how popular, how much money they make, endorsements, how popular they are on all social media platforms, um, that. They can like this NBA move shows you that the players have they can have the the game by the balls because you you can't have games without players you know what I'm saying and that, yeah but it's you, like you're saying right there it's like, like they're getting paid well these people are making money off them too yeah bigger money too you know what I'm saying by making money off of their likeness and jerseys and stuff like that they're, they're the product yeah they're the product you know what I'm saying and these guys are running them so if those guys were imagine every major league in America decided to just fall back and say we're not playing we're just going to sit back and and try to come up with what what's our next step because you know it's it's just you know it's just crazy right now they will it it would take away so much from the leagues it would take away from like the media like Disney because ESPN like think about it like when you talk about LA sports, it's all on CBS, Channel 4, KTLA, uh, KCAL 9, Channel 11. Um, if they have no sports to talk about and they're doing other things, they have to try to fill that in with something. You and know? here's the problem, though. And this goes it. back to that Hard Knocks episode on Tuesday. The NFL, like, they're just high, nicer paid employees. Mm-hmm. The only difference between guys in the NFL making money and guys like us making money, their body is their tool and use of revenue. Once their body goes out, they can't make any more money doing that. We could work in our fields till for another 20 years. Not that we would want to. Oh, God, no. Yeah, that sounds nicer, but whatever. But no, if you take advantage of making that money and turning it into something more using your brand right yeah. especially in today's world because back then a, lot, a player like I'm going to just say real throwback but a player like uh, Christian Okoye imagine what he could have did if he had social media he could expand his brand even more so even after football it would have led to so many other things but he, he didn't have it but nowadays with social media if you have 12 million followers and you played an eight-year NFL career, that you having those followers and stuff is going to open up other uh, doors for you. That but you have to be able to. And most of these cats, most of these cats in the NFL, playing the, who in the NFL, let's be honest, not all of them are the most savvy. 
not all of them most business savvy. Some no, of them, of course, literally, no. their only way out was playing football. No, playing football. Yeah. Their only way out was this. They weren't good at anything else, or they didn't spend the time to do anything else. So whatever talents they did have, it got stunted. Now you look at a guy like Justin Herbert, academic genius, comes up from a well-off family. Yeah, he'd probably be fine because he majored in like I think science or something like decent. He probably would a couple of guys like that probably would be fine, you know, later on in life. Oh, like what's that quarterback uh, Rosen? You know, he comes from Josh oil Rosen. money. Yeah, yeah, he comes from oil money. Like you know, he he's, he almost had that attitude a couple of years ago. Like yeah. oh, I don't even know if I want to go in the NFL. It's Johnny like, Manziel didn't yeah. come from oil yeah. money. Oh, Manziel is a different story, man. He partied too hard. No, yeah, but he comes from money. So yeah. and he wasn't like, like Rosen was better. Rosen kind of got a raw deal as far as opportunities. Yeah, he just like, he his attitude. Kyle Murray the next year. Like, I feel like his attitude just showed at the wrong time. Yeah, and some people. They remember when he got the, the swimming pool as a freshman. He shouldn't have went to UCLA. Yeah, that was a, the worst. If he would have went to USC, he would have been hidden. Yeah. And he would have been better off. Mm-hmm. But I mean, look at Sam the USC. Darnold. Sam Darnold's doing. No, yeah. He, he's, he's, I think he's going to have a pretty good year, actually. Uh, with the Jets. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's still with the Jets. Bobby but Anderson, they got Pierre. I might have to buy you a round yeah. of drinks if they win six I'll, games. I'll, I'll take you up on that. Let I don't know where this fly there. came from, but Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, speaking of the hard knocks and get and getting paid, uh shout out to Melvin Ingram. You know, yep. he 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 was sitting out participating or uh, actually just being there I should say, but um he got he got you know, I don't think he got all the money he wanted, but he got this year's money guaranteed fourteen million dollars. Yeah. So shout out to him and that guy is gonna wreck some he's gonna wreck some heads for the Chargers. Last uh, year of his rookie deal, or yeah. last year of his his recent contract extension, fourteen million dollars guaranteed, and on top of that, in practice, he had like a pick six to a pick six to end a team drill. So, like, can I say something about the Chargers? Too. Can I say something about the Chargers? Go for it. The Chargers will be the best third place team in any division. <laughs> I think that's so. a fair point. That's a, I think you're good. I think that's, <laughs> they get a wild card. It's a problem. Yeah. They will be the best third place team in any division. You know they're just cursed, man. I mean they just can't win games. I mean they like all what the last two years. Well, maybe not last year, but the year before. Most of our lives. Yeah, they're, they're just they're like a field goal away. You know, I mean, they, I call them the roller coaster team. Yeah, because the thirteen and three. Then they're uh, six and ten. Did they go fifteen and one when they almost when they made it to the AFC title game? And then Marlon McCready's dumbass picked that ball off and didn't actually properly secure it. Fifteen and one. And got, they got it was a year Marty it was a year Martin Marty Schottenheimer got fired. I think they went fifteen and one. I don't think they. I have to look. Was that with Ladanian? Yeah, with Ladanian. When he got the record touchdowns, who was the quarterback? Uh, Philip Rivers. Because Marlon McCready was a safety. I never liked him in Madden. Um, but he got a pick. Who they lose to the Jets? They lost to the Patriots in the AFC title game. Yeah, they never I think beat they the were fifteen and one that year. But that was their best shot, and really LT's last shot. And like they blew the game. Philip Rivers' best shot. Yeah, they blew the game. He played on a partially torn ACL too. Yeah, like they totally blew the game. Um, and I just look at that, and I, the cars. They started off hard knocks with the receivers coach yelling, if "You don't." Fucking block! You're not gonna play here. Yeah, ever. Coach Phil McGannon, yeah. I don't know. I he he was great. He yeah. like the receivers coach for the Chargers is great. Yeah, because how many great receivers has the Chargers produced? Like cats yeah. who just make plays. Like there's Malcolm Floyd, Vincent Jackson. They, the Chargers have had a run on really good receivers. But yeah. I'm looking at Titans. I'm looking at their like schedules from the past like since 2003. 
I'm telling you, they're a roller coaster team. Every year is up and they were uh, 14 and two, and they lost yeah, in the divisional round uh, by three points. Yeah. And speaking of roller coasters and curses, like you said, so first round pick. 2019 first round pick left tackle Andre Dillard went to Washington State had a hell of a senior bowl and combine this man tore his bicep he already had like a, a shoulder injury that he was dealing with the Eagles if you're an offensive lineman for the Eagles you're probably injured <laughs> stay away like he was in like Same doing thing a, with your quarterbacks ouch oh. and your receivers but he was doing it he was doing a drill with defensive lineman Josh Sweat and kind of too much sweat. over almost too much sweat. Unfortunately, it's just the reality of preseason. <laughs> I, I mean, even, a- even without the preseason games, it's just it's reality. Yeah. He got hurt, tore his bicep, already had a shoulder injury, and he was actually kind of having a bad camp. So now Jason Peters, who got hurt last year, came back and was going to just be a guard. He's going from right guard to left tackle. Matt Pryor, the player out of TCU, is going to play guard. I don't know why they won't switch Lane Johnson to left tackle, maybe because they know he can't play left tackle. All that speed, athleticism, but whatever. So, there's that. Jason Peters going back to left tackle, and now you're like, uh, we we might be in trouble because, you know, Dillard was supposed to be the answer. Um, I think he even cried his rookie year, too. Like, that was... <laughs> a grown man crying on football. There's no crying in football. No crying nah, there football. Is. I cried like a motherfucker when I got hurt. Did you, <laughs> you cry every week you, about you being hurt on uh, since I've been here. <laughs> you, seem no. like a, you seem like a crier. <laughs> this is the moment where Pete will be dying laughing. I, I know he's laughing right now. You, I, I'm calling you out for him. Yeah. He's channeling through me right I now. I get that vibe, <laughs> that crier. I get that cry baby vibe. Nah, I didn't cry like <laughs> I cried one time. You know, sp- like speaking after, about crying, it was like after the season. It was weird. I didn't cry when the first out. Speaking about crying, the next subject there, Earl Thomas. Oh yeah. Speaking of pain and suffering and loss and hardship, and almost getting shot at. So it comes out after he gets cut by the Ravens. He was late to a bunch of team meetings, constantly getting calls wrong, uh, probably freelancing. He's not Troy Palomalu. Not everybody's allowed to freelance. And he got the final straw was him punching teammate Chuck Clark. I don't know who the hell Chuck Clark is, <clears throat> but it must be like a really big deal when they cut you when you're like a Pro Bowl safety. I mean, Borderline a, Hall of Fame safety? It, it sounds like that's just the straw He's that broke the camel's back. You know, yeah. pro- I mean, de- de- they're, they're, off, they're announcing that it's detrimental to the team. You've, you've, you've got some problems. Like, he did a bunch of stuff after his wife almost murdered him on his birthday because him and his brother were... Um, What's the saying? Eskimo broing some strippers. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that story. <laughs> like, bro. That is wild. You got to calm down after you Eskimo bro with your, with your literal, actual blood brother. And then Which your wife weird. almost kills you. Maybe that's why he's upset. He's like, I can't Eskimo anymore. Uh, they, they, but they, his, uh, his, wife is, his wife ain't nothing bad to look at. So I'm just like, wow. Like, what was going on at home? Yeah, he, he just loves his brother. <laughs> I mean Something there, There's some kind of emotion going on Like if, Imagine if the, like the Jackson 5 were Eskimoing When they were younger I'm pretty sure they probably were You hear a lot of that <laughs> You hear a lot of that <laughs> You are disgusting for that there, there, There's some that just like no, It goes back Mike, to school man. apparently School boys just kind of yeah. Having some problems Boys will be boys like, I, don't, I don't even know I don't even want to use that term But wow Just 
Rest in peace, Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) After you Eskimo, bro, and then you get in trouble. Like, how? Punches. Like, I get you're the best safety they have, but man, that felt like it should have worked in Baltimore. And now, like Jerry Jones calling out Ian Rapport saying he doesn't know what he's talking about because they're saying uh, he might not sign with the Cowboys even though he's the perfect fit for the Cowboys because they need an asshole in the secondary. I agree. <clears throat> on top of that, if you look at the fact they lose Byron Jones, you know, they got some corners, but they're realistically missing a ball hawk at free safety. You know, with the defensive line and linebackers they have, they kind of – Earl Thomas wants to be a Cowboy. Just make it happen. You think it's going to happen? I think he probably ends up in Houston or some dumb shit like that. As long as it's not week one, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Doesn't really matter week one. If he's he ends up going to Philly and he's Doesn't just mad. Really matter. Yeah. Are you really that scared of Earl no, Thomas? not at all. No, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think he would be. <laughs> yeah. Remember last year he called out Mahomes? I'm going to be ready for him. Well, two weeks away, right? Yeah, two weeks away, yeah. Derrick Henry exposed that, man. Yeah, that was the best, that, uh, I, I like that, that, that he was the best uh, lead blocker in yeah, that, that's that funny, man. <laughs> So maybe he might sign with the Titans. He likes playing for them. <laughs> Who knows? All right. He definitely remembers that Titan. <laughs> but anyway Alright College football news Oh boy So you know like when We talked about With past guests And Past shows About how Nebraska just doesn't know when to quit Yeah Nebraska football doesn't know when to quit So eight Husker football players are suing the Big Ten For their season they want the revert they want the decision yeah for their season to get canceled they want that reversed and i just want to know what the fuck are eight nebraska players going to do that the whole team couldn't do the entire time they've been in the big it's publicity you couldn't win with your whole team tell me so what is 80 you losers gonna why do do they even matter like they haven't been good since eric crouch y'all remember that name they haven't been good since adama kinsu got robbed of a heisman yeah, but even the then, they were national game. championship contenders. Like, yeah, they were a good team, a yeah. good nine wins. At least with Eric Cross, like they were championship contenders. They haven't been; they're not that same program. So, whenever I hear Nebraska, one of my cousins is a huge Nebraska's fan. Like my How? older cousin, I don't know. I've never asked him, but he's Dallas Cowboys, Nebraska, uh, Cornhuskers. Oh, so he's a masochist? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Shit. But, yeah, he's a fan just, of those guys. I don't even want to know. They're, yeah. they're terrible. They're not worth my ears. So whenever I hear Nebraska, I just like, oh, okay, let me wait till this yeah. story goes I, by. I, I, I'm going to let that joke go because I, I had a fucked up punchline about <laughs> the word Cornhusker, but I'm going to leave it alone. Yeah, I, I think just Mike Wilbon on PTI just kind of said it just simply, not Going to happen mm. Like I just want to know Like who really thought this Like who At Nebraska really thinks That we care about what happens at Nebraska First off You actually have to win games first Nebraska has won nothing Well they're the biggest platform in Nebraska Like <laughs> I'm gonna I'm name they're off the only, sports. They got the Cornhuskers the That's only what they platform got. in Nebraska I'm going to name off the players and tell me, y'all can look up. And I don't know who the hell these people are. Um, one of them looks like he might be good, though. Uh, Garrett Snodgrass. Nope. Garrett Snodgrass? Ma- Is that really his name? Snodgrass? Snodgrass. Wow. Snodgrass. That's deep. That's, that's awful. Dude, again, I'm going to reserve my <laughs> jokes for later. Garrett Nelson. Sounds like he might be a pretty decent offensive lineman prospect in three years. Sounds like a reverend. 
Ethan Piper, he's definitely an Eskimo bro with Snodgrass. Yeah, Ethan Piper, <laughs> Piper for sure. Piper Snodgrass. That's like probably their their uh nickname. Snake in the grass. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're gonna there's an episode title somewhere in between Earl Thomas and Ethan Piper. That sounds like a porn star name. <laughs> oh my god. Noah Pola Gates. Shout out to Polynesians who always have like the Pola from Palomalu, but yeah, it's just yeah. Pola and then they have the, whatever else at the end. Alante Brown, probably a safety. Brant Banks. Brant. B-R-A-N-T Banks. Fam, how you got two last names? Brant is a last name. That sounds like a last name to me. Brant. 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 B-R-E-N-T? No, his last name is Brant. What's his first name? Brant. Brant Banks. B-R-A-N-T Banks. Yeah, that's a name. Yeah, I've rarely seen that name, but don't, it probably don't trust will him. be a last don't name. Don't trust a guy with two oh, last yeah. names. Oh, and you want to hear the you want to hear the next name? Yeah, yeah. Brig Banks. Brig, are they brothers? brothers? Eskimo Bros. <laughs> 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 Did they just send all the fucking Eskimo Bros on Nebraska's team to that like, funny. Shoot like the Watt, what, uh, like the Watt brothers, where it's like JJ, TJ, and then it's like, and then you got the real name over there. Yeah, you can't give me a J mom. Nah, you're Derek. Yeah, you're the fullback. Yeah. The other two, Derek Watt, Pro Bowl pass rushers, TJ Watt, JJ yeah. Watt. <laughs> I just like wow. They knew something. Jackson Hannah. That's the last name. Jackson Hannah. Oh, this uh, is probably the most privileged. Yeah. Nasty, <laughs> this is a nasty yeah. COVID party. Like these guys, if they're in a frat, they're in their own little nasty they, frat. They probably have like a manure farm that makes millions. Yeah, facts. Yeah. It's just them. Like, and I'm pretty sure they probably throw really great barn parties. Oh my god, it's probably oh god. out of this world. Aliens yeah. are invited. Snodgrass. Like what? That's a weird I feel like one. he's a backup How did quarterback. You get that? Or he's a punter. Yeah, at Nebraska though, one. that's probably like a, yeah. a a receiver or QB, and he probably has a really famous family. Hey, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're a good kicker, you can make some money in the future. I mean, shout out to Robbie Gold. That is true. Yeah, facts. Shout out to I, Robbie. It's just disgusting to me. Like we wow. miss you in Chicago, Robbie. Yes. The Bears miss a lot I kinda of wish the, I kind of wish the Lakers, the Raiders would have just had Robbie Gold for like one yeah, year. Yeah, It would have changed a lot. Since Robbie what left, we have a, a Just a any year would have been nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you kind of owe us eternally for Khalil Mack, and I'm still mad about that. <laughs> just, just looking at me gets you mad about that. No, just like it? the just, Bears ruin everything. They get great hey, players and we, ruin all of well, them. Well, here's the thing. We paid him, and we gave you draft picks. I'm sorry you guys don't know how to draft. Yeah, facts. Yeah, but y'all don't know how to draft either, so the, it's like, the how Chiefs, do we both fuck up a great situation? That's true. We took, we, we took hey, Trubisky over Mahomes and Watts. I, I, can understand, I can understand not... I can understand Mahomes, my home, but, but not Watson. Watt. And, yeah. and, and, and unfortunately, I'm going to have to play the racist thing. They don't want a black quarterback. That is true. You think so? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I've heard that many times, and it's just true. Yeah. It's yeah. On top of that, they they got the one Wisconsin offensive lineman who was a bust, Gabe Karimi. Yeah. How do you get an offensive lineman out of Wisconsin who's a bust? I can't name the last Wisconsin bust that left tackle other than Gabe Karimi. But whatever. Boston College canceled practice due to racial injustice. Kentucky players walked out of practice. The NCAA is giving blanket eligibility to all their fall athletes, whether they play or not. Good. And I think that might have been the quickest I've gotten through college football. Uh, we're running out of time. <laughs> Most of it was kind of just dirty puns and, you know. And porn names. Yes. And Snodgrass. <laughs> Snodgrass. <laughs> 
Snodgrass Piper. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's, that's a that's a porn name. That that, that, that. Snodgrass Piper Entertainment. That, Snodgrass. I, I, I could just imagine this being like on a farm or something. You know? Oh no, I got it. I got a good one. The Bank of Snodgrass and Piper. We should write that down. I don't have that, a pen. That might that there's a pen right here. That might literally be the. I want. Time. Am I wrong for wanting to meet the Snodgrass family? Because I just want to know what. what <laughs> Look them up on IG. Yeah. Ooh, did, I feel like they're they're. How many firm. of them are they? Like, what do they do? Like, what do they consist of? Are they bodybuilders, lawyers? Yeah, like farmers. Who decided that this was a great idea? I just want to know who put the lawsuit up. I would and change why my those last eight name. people. Why those eight people? Yeah, I would change my last name for sure. Like, I can't take that. Yeah. Snodgrass, whoa. All right. Well, should we do... Yes. If I, our, I you, wish you I looking could... For it? You're looking for it? Damn, did they take our sound? Pete, we miss you, bro. I think they... <laughs> nah, I think they for real took our sound off. Oh, did they do it? Oh, Are you man. serious? Son of a... Go to... Um, got to look it up in downloads. Nah, I'm not doing all that. Oh, we've got to really get into that. All right. Well, anyway... anyway take so... your tangent. So first one, Kenny, NFL had a bunch of false tests last week. Is that a take or a tangent? Um, yeah, that was kind of like they're big. Oh my god, because there was a bunch of you know false positives that came out. But that was, I feel like that was expected. That was going to happen anyway because it was going too good the first two three weeks. That they were starting. It's surprisingly out. doing really good. I mean, like even the LA team, like none of the players. I think they had a Trey coach. Lewis was the only one. Yeah, his was a false positive. Restaurant, which, by the way, speaking of nepotism and Snodgrass and Piper and um, <laughs> um, Eskimo Bros, I just want to know how a dude who never played at Clemson, who probably wasn't a good receiver at all, uh, Seth Ryan, Rex Ryan's son, somehow got the coaching gig. That he got. He's a Ryan, dude. He's I the mean, Chargers he's offensive control coach. Like, that's bro, it right there. you didn't do shit at Clemson. It's you didn't do anything. But that's just a, he's a name. Ryan, man. I'm I mean, pro- all these athletic like white the pride dudes of just... my team's grandson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to, like, because Brent Venable's son, fucking Dabble Sweeney's son, all playing at Clemson, but not really playing. Like, oh, I don't ever see, like, the, the They're coaches. molding them to be coaches. I don't see black coaches with walk-ons. Sons. Getting these opportunities. I mean, it's like that. Not like true. even like in LA, it's not what you know; it's who you know. How many black coaches you really do you really know that has you know that a son that's playing football to, a lot? No, I'm talking about that that are at the head of these big programs to get their kids in there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe if you get a guy like Michael Vick becomes a head coach, he probably can get his son. I don't there. think Vic's kids gonna be able to play football like that. But they, yeah, they probably get their sons in these schools because really it's like you get a free, free education, and you're gonna your son. You suck, all right. <laughs> yeah. Seth Ryan, you suck, but you're gonna learn from Dabo Sweeney, and you become gonna become a head coach. Here's Marvin Lewis, and we like, can res- we can respect you enough because we can say, hey, I played four years at Clemson. There but you, you didn't play. He didn't play, but you were on that he, roster. He was suited up. If you okay, at, shit. I, that's like me saying I played in high school. I was there, but for reasons just beyond like, my control, I just like play. Just like Finkel from Ace Ventura, he's in the picture, and that's oh, what matters. God damn it. <laughs> I love that. That is awesome. Touche. If, if, if you're in the picture, you're part of the team, and that's what it is. Who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> 
shout out to hey, shout out to Ace Ventura, Jim Carrey. That, shout out to Snowflake. Hey, shout out to Jim movie. Carrey and In Living Color because that's how he got to start. Oh hey, yeah, that yeah, was great. Sure. Oh god, I I, I uh, hey. my wife's not very co- uh, known about like In Living Color, and I'm showing her YouTube since. Yeah. So, like this shit's funny, hilarious. Jim oh, Carrey is forever a legend. <laughs> like Ace Ventura what, was, what a was his like first movie, Rubber Face or something like that. Mask. Mask. No, no. Before that, there's like a whole budget. It's something. It's like it's, I think it's literally titled Rubber Face. It's awful. What? It's awful. Oh my god. It was not. It wasn't a big production or anything. But I it was. just know Cable Guy, um, Ace Ventura, uh, The Mask. What was that? Liar, liar. Yes, liar, that liar. was a great one. Are you yeah. fat? Am I do I look fat in this dress? Evan Almighty. Bruce Evan Almighty. Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty was really good. That was him. Yeah. Even the Evan one with with Steve. Uh, they, Career. They, yeah, that was version. great. That one was great too. No, yeah, but all the Almighty movies were actually pretty chill. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Dan Marino. Just enjoy Eskimo Bros. Almighty. There hey, we go. Shout out Dan Marino because he was in Ace Ventura. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah actually, when we went to that London game, my wife's like, I just want to see Snowflake and Dan Marino. I was like, Dan Marino's not going to be here, nor is Snowflake. Yeah, that's not They were actually both there. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Dan Marino oh, was there, God. and then Snowflake, you know, he's the mascot. Yeah. You know, we had great. this talk okay. last week about the mascot, and I still live by that. Nobody, If you don't know who, if, you, if nobody knows either, the mascot, game's on. Yeah. yeah. Like, mascots really do get more shit done than petitions do. <laughs> I love that title. <laughs> All right. To uh, just real quick, NFL is down one player on the N- uh, on the COVID-19 list. Take your tangent. Yeah. They reported no positive tests and it's like one random dude on the Jaguars. It was like a backup lineman or some shit. So yeah. Good for them. I mean, it's easier for this to happen if they're isolated and insulated, but wait till they start playing other teams. And antibodies or whatever, like wait, wait till something somebody gets exposed or something happens. You you never know what happens when you come in contact with another human being, how they might have something that triggers something in you, and then all of a sudden you get sick out of nowhere. I don't even think that's going to be an issue like because NBA showed that that's not the issue. The players, but basketball and football are two different sports. And but you're, you're sweating and you know little cuts. You know in basketball you get these little cuts where you after the game you don't even know how the hell I get this scratch. Yeah, you do because the dude who's fucking Patrick Beverly was literally sharpening his nails, scratching the shit out. No, of those now, are the chicken wings that came out of his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes you don't chicken you don't bones. know. You'd be like, damn, I got this scratch, and it's like okay, it's but where ribs in the third quarter? Where the issue is going to come with the NFL players, I believe, is the flights. Once they take these flights, you know what I'm saying, and they're going through the airport. Are you gonna bust? Like they, they need those no, days of practice. Going to go from coast to coast. Yeah, you you need need those private, days. I know coming to LA. Yeah, you need those days of practice. If, as a chief fan, we need to boycott if we can't get those extra days. No, they just need to be on their game. I mean, I think the the, the best thing about yeah, the, the NFL being late late in the 2020 with this pandemic is that yeah. they're already aware of what's going on. So mm-hmm. it's, it, it, they all they, they have it, time though. They have yeah. time. I mean, they didn't do enough, but on the players and on on on. They they kind of know that they need to be on their game for this to work out, especially yes. those other ones that the younger ones are not getting paid money to make their money. Mm-hmm. They got to know, like, hey, you got to sit your ass at home this year, man, because yep. there's a lot to lose, not just you, but for everybody. True. So that, I think that's the best thing because with us being now in August, almost September, it's like we have a decent understanding of this virus. So it's like, you know, you got to contain, like, if you're on these flights, I mean, mo- I mean, like, I don't know if all of them, like, the Patriots, where they have their own plane and stuff like that, but, like, you, okay. you got to be kind of, like, in your own little bubble. And L.A., I feel like the L.A. teams are the most equipped just because we have the most technology. Yeah. But some of these other teams, I'm looking at you, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at I you, Atlanta. Atlanta. True. Atlanta, Georgia. Houston. 
I don't know. Well, there's no NFL in Georgia. I'm mean, sorry, Atlanta. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I was thinking Mississippi. I'm sorry. I mean, you wouldn't be wrong. Yeah, but, uh. but shout out to <laughs> shout out to Brett Favre popping up on Hard Knocks, talking to Clayton Johnson, a former Baylor linebacker, and his dad was like the equipment. The one manager. he almost threw. Yeah, he just threw I, feel, I feel weird about these linebackers that don't curse. He's like, fudge. I'm like, yeah, I was like, I yeah. was a linebacker. I didn't talk like that. I need you to be talking like that on this podcast. You don't call somebody a whore at least three every three plays <laughs> as a linebacker. I, you I need to be out here making these running backs I'm, feel bad and scared. I'm you gotta say something you, offensive you about somebody's mother if you're a linebacker. You can't. I, I don't think you can play defense and be nice. Yeah, I don't. It's he just was no, a Baylor, so yeah. I know he didn't play that great of defense. I mean, like, I mean, I, I'm I'm smaller than a lot of people that play my position, but I was a Mike linebacker. I was not nice. I mean, I might pick you up after I tackle you, but I hit you really hard. I I I, I, I took pride. I mean, you know, I broke a kid's collarbone one time on a great hit, and I and I didn't say sorry until after the game where he got were you that neck. Off. Were you that neck roll linebacker? No, uh, I hated it. That Ooh. was my days too, like those uh, big neck rolls and the, the cowboy and the weird, collar. Yeah, it's just they blitz you the a gap every yeah, time. Man, like it, you know, I was already short. I mean, five ten, man. Like you know, it, it definitely is some. Decent. I mean, but the thing is, though, my, my my biggest my which was was exposed against my my crosstown rivals is that tight ends, man. Like they just post up on me. That, that and that got exposed my crosstown rivalry on me and it's, it, it's whatever. And then you got the collar, it's really hard to. Yeah, exactly. It's like fucking the robot. And then nowadays too, because like. Like then, um, you know the, the the head things weren't as prevalent. You, you can't lead in with your head as much. You can't you can't go in like I used yeah. to put my. I was taught put your face mask right in your chest, and you, you can't really do that anymore. Yeah, you know, it's how you get a concussion. Did how you get a concussion? Yeah. That, yeah. Hey, didn't that new win? Did he wear one? That win, yeah. That win, yeah. Um, yeah, that's the coldest Asian linebacker to ever play. The NFL. And for Pete, shout yeah. out to uh, Zach Thomas. Zach Thomas, yeah, <laughs> Zach was great. Whenever I saw guys guess wear who's that. Better? Erlacher, I'm still stabbed. No, not Erlacher. Fuck Erlacher. <laughs> Arguably, Ray Zach Lewis. Thomas is a better Derek, linebacker Derek than Erlacher, if we're being honest. If you look at Zach Thomas' stats and Erlacher stats, it's pretty close. And one was a fifth-round pick. Yeah. And Zach hey, when, Thomas retired early. Whenever I saw sad. them with the um, – whenever I saw linebackers wearing it, I'd be like, oh, he's slow. The cowboy collar? Yeah, cowboy collar. Like, yeah, he's, you know, not, he's, not, he's not covering tight ends. But you know, you know who also wore that on offense? Alsop from Tampa he Bay. He did. That was yeah. beast. Walking beast. Head injury. Oh, he was the original beast mode. All right, let's get Shut him. Next. Oh, go for it. Shot. Last one. Last one. So former NFL wide receiver, former Bear, former Bronco, former Dolphin, and so on. Raider, right? Uh, Brandon Marshall. He wasn't a Raider. Oh, he wasn't. Okay, that was sorry. the linebacker. Oh, okay. Well, Brandon Marshall. Played with Kaepernick. Uh, racially profiled by cops moving into his new home video story. I just saw this actually uh, before that. Damn, dude. It's pretty. It's pretty fucked up. Hey, shout out Brandon Marshall. He um he's like a mentor to my little cousin who's a uh, freshman uh, starting cornerback uh, varsity for one of the top teams in Vegas. Tell him to come, Bishop, Bishop Gorman. No, not Bishop Gorman. No, tell him to come on the show, bro. It's one of those. Yeah, I'm, I, so I told my cousin like I, I'm gonna need him to plug in with us. But yeah, What's he like goes him? and spinning like like I just saw him uh, at uh, a family member's wedding and he was telling me about oh yeah, Brandon Marshall. I saw you on that I'm wedding. Like, Wasn't nobody wearing a mask at that wedding. No, he was lit. That's all family. It looked lit though. It did look lit. Yeah, we all like, family. Oh, y'all got the good. Y'all got the good catering. Yeah, oh yeah. I yeah. know somebody may had some yams in the tuck with some <laughs> with some macaroni and cheese. You didn't bring no. Just plate know back. I was well pleased with the food. I was like, oh, didn't bring lit. a plate back, but I know I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> Man, it was Saturday. Whatever, bring it on Monday. Like, here you go, Kenny. Yeah. Oh damn! I didn't know. Next time, Fam, I know. black 
good black cooking never goes bad. No, true, but I I didn't I should have because I did have a lot of leftovers at home. But I know you did. I ate some and I was like, oh, the rest of this trash. Wait, you threw leftovers? You threw leftovers away? Because I had it for so long, you get tired of it. This, it's just you like, can't eat it when it's bad, dude. Yeah. No, yeah, you can give it away to the homeless. <laughs> yeah, like, but you have don't want them to get that you're supposed to throw away. Sick. Make a homeless guy sick. Next time I see him, he's chasing me, trying to throw up on me. I can't nah, take like, that. Well, damn, that's how. That's how that. <laughs> that's another way you can become an Eskimo, bro. Uh, if someone throws up on you, yeah, I find out in college. It's really fucking disgusting. Well, that's terrible. Not me. No one threw up on me. Okay, I threw Woo. up on somebody else. But yeah. I was scared. And somebody told me a dark story, and I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so to think that we're like almost two hundred episodes in, and we're talking about shit like this. But anyway, la- sorry, this is the last one for Take a Tangent. Okay. Let me read it. Yeah, I'll uh, do this one. All right. Father of Bengals quarterback, uh, McKenzie Alexander, who also played at Clemson but was drafted by the Vikings in the second round a couple years ago, and I still think he doesn't have any interceptions. He had no interceptions in college. Oh, the pros, yep. Yeah, but that's Clemson. That was weird. But anyway, his father was found safe and healthy after missing for three days. So, shout out to everybody who went missing and are now found safe and healthy. And didn't McKenzie beat up the guy that his dad was with? He beat him up. I don't even. I didn't know that part. Yeah, because he he's a, he charged with battery because he went back and beat the guy up. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. yeah. Damn. So, I so like some like, good well, news. Where's my the, goddamn dad at? So he, that's probably how he got the right? answer. Exactly. Yeah. Never hey. know. Can't be mad at him. Right. I'm, I'm really low key mad though that our our audio is not on here. Wow. Wow. Do we need to reload some stuff? Yeah, I think so. I think so. But you know what? Let's talk about. Let's talk about it. Touchdown and turnover. All right. Cardinal safety Buda Baker gets four years, fifty-nine million and a dollar extension, but has zero career interceptions. What's up with that? Praying for everybody who's dealing with a uh, hurricane Laura. Houston and Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he really has no interceptions. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's crazy. This is some Eric Weddle type shit. But Eric Weddle got picks. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm listening was, to that. And when you said that, I was like, damn, is he he's a linebacker? The, how, how's he's, his other he's stats? He's a strong yeah, safety. Yeah, like 5'9 like or 5'10. He has like 325 career tackles. Does he have sacks at least? Three and a half sacks, 14. Career? Yeah, for his career. What? I think, no, I think six that and, much? I think six and a half sacks, 325 career tackles, uh, 14 pass breakups. No I, sack. I mean, no I picks. mean, is he that much of a presence? He has. Yeah, he's right. Three and a half sacks. Wait, he got 325, 326 323 combined like tackles. A great, great team player or what, man? I mean, yeah, He led the team of tackles, I think. For a couple of years Yeah he had 147 oh. tackles Last year That's he's a, a lot of tackles yeah, He's a dog So he's clearly Someone who stays Close to the line I don't think you pay That safety That much I, I prefer to pay Safeties that can do it all A la Honey Badger Yeah uh, You know oh, Who Thomas used to play For kinda, the Cardinals Yeah who used to play For the Cardinals Kind of uh, They keep a DB They just don't know How to keep their DBs Yeah That's deep right there know, You were poetic <laughs> <laughs> um, you can literally go and check out my uh, medium profile. I had like some bars. I literally wrote like 14 poems in like five days. Oh, that's a couple funny. summers ago. She was wild. I was just some Kanye shit making five beats a day for three summers. I, I'm sitting next to uh, the new Langston Hughes, huh? Oh, shit. Yep. 
<laughs> a rose from concrete. But damn, Buddha, Buddha Baker, two-time Pro Bowler. Yeah, so it's like he's good. Oh, he's only crazy. Not on he's paper, three years, so he's you know only I mean? never had a pick. He's only getting better, so it's he's just, only his third year. Yeah, it's gonna be his fourth year. So watch, he has like ten picks. This first year. team All Pro. Uh, that would be hilarious. First team All Pro. Uh, his first year. Damn, that's big time. Yeah, right, special right. teams. It might have been. I think. I think that was for special teams. That was for special teams. Potentially, right. but well, either way, it's still impressive. Go earn your money, boy. Yeah. Yep. So next one, this Dol- guy didn't earn his money. <laughs> right, Dolphins trade running back Kalen Blage. Blage. To the Jets. For undisclosed picks. Yeah. I had high hopes for him coming out of Arizona State. I wanted the Raiders to get him big, fast, and it just didn't work out in Miami because it's a shit show. But, I mean, they had Kenyon Drake. They had Damien Williams. They had Jay Ajahi. Yeah. So, like, Miami's had a bunch of good running backs, and it hasn't worked, but they went somewhere else, and it worked. So, I'm going to say, if I didn't say it for the first one, it was a touchdown. The second one... Is kind of a touchdown. Yeah, I mean he's going to the Jets and they need all the help they can get. I mean, shit. Last year, Drake when he got he got traded over to Arizona. I mean that guy. Fantasy win. Fantasy seriously just blew up, and I was trying to get him off the waiver and stuff. But like, I had him and I gave him one. Yeah, I mean they got they got rid of. I mean because I had Johnson and you know Johnson. Yeah, I I don't know how he's going to do for Texas if he's ever going to be the same as he used to be. But um. Man, like he he just excelled, and he just played him out of position. Like even when he was moderate healthy, and just still, still trying to give him touches because all the money they were paying him. It was like, no, you have to. He ran for like two hundred yards, I think. Yeah, and Drake did one day. Yeah, it was just insane. It was just so much of a difference. But you know, whatever. But you know, sometimes you got to just be in a different situation. I mean, it's like you said. What's what, what, what's your reference to Florida? God's gooch. Yes. <laughs> All right, three Cleveland teams are forming a social injustice alliance. Call it a touchdown. You know, it's good that all the Cleveland teams are coming together. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to be on one accord, be on one accord and show the kids and actually create something for future generations. Because it's a lot of old people who sold us out. We don't talk about that a lot, how, like, the older generation really sold us out. Because in some cases, they sold our parents out, too. If sometimes, our parents might have sold us out. But that's just, I've noticed, that's a topic people don't like to touch on. But when you see, like, that these grown adults in these sports organizations, all these teams are coming together in unison to form an alliance for social justice, that's cool. It'll see how, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. If they put money into it, if they actually work on, you know, giving kids skills that they need and... Uh, it'll see. It'll be interesting to see what they do. That's all I know. So, yeah, I like it. Touchdown. Uh, however, though, like Miles Garrett, like if if some racial slur comes out, don't hit somebody over the head with their helmet. Agree. I'm okay with Mason Rudolph getting punched in the head. <laughs> yeah, he has a punchable. You face. talk shit, you get punched. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I, I love it, man. I just think that the teams coming together. People don't realize the times are different, and athletes have so much power. And not only do they have power and money, they have the connections to billionaires who are team owners and so forth that they can talk to. So if they create an alliance with all the teams in, you know, that city and state, they can actually, you know, talk to people who get stuff done and it shows you how much they want to get it done because they're connecting to do it. Yeah. Yeah, if you got like you sitting on twenty million, you can affect change on some grassroots levels with a couple million. Yeah, true. So like it all comes down to like what the athletes and what these organizations and what these people and you in can high talk, positions want to do. Most of these owners are 
if not they're they're close to billionaires or most of them are billionaires so you get to sit down I, me us three we can't just walk up to a billionaire and say hey what's up man can i sit down and talk to you i'm like get your ass out of here yeah exactly you don't got but time for that at least Where's my hors d'oeuvres at least a player <laughs> can be like hey you know i want to you know have a chat with the owner and you can make that happen so yeah if you're doing it together as a collective group it's, it can be very impactful well i think i think too is just because like especially even with this year of covid like we as sports fans people we need sports we need something to do something i mean like you know, like even fantasy football, as much as it like kind of torments me, but it's something I really enjoy doing and being with this. And these guys are the product and stuff. They're standing up for what the hard thing is, and you mm-hmm. know, it, it, unfortunately, it just feels like common days now. It's just like rewound from like what fifty, sixty years ago. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I grew up learning these things in 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 history books and stuff like that. And I'm from a small town, and and I, unfortunately, like I grew up reading about these racial things and then the older I get just saying like this is not a thing in the past this is current still going yeah and then it just seems like these last few years is just like okay it's cool to be racist and you know thank you for these these athletes these people that are using the platforms I know some people are getting bugged like oh it shouldn't be in sports well you know what it's in your face mm-hmm. it's it's the things that you love it's in your face so now you got to deal with it. What are you going to do about it now? And that's, you know, it looks in where it all starts is with yourself. Yeah. And true. so and when those players go home, once they take their uniform off, they're what they are. They're black, they're Hispanic, they're, you know, the white. So you have to, to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? And then your kids, your children, they may never make the NFL or NBA or yeah. whichever league. So they're going to be quote unquote, like normal citizens. So you have to, do it for them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and at the end of the day, exactly. hopefully it comes down to being like, it, it, we're, uh, hopefully we all get to a point, again, um, maybe not again, ever, hopefully, but it's just like, we're Americans. We're people, for crying out loud. Yeah. And this, this country is is based together on who we should be, as being good people, bringing the best out of each other, and screw looking at our, our color of skin. I mean, like, you look at my DNA report, my my stepfather says somebody had fun in your family tree, but I'm, I'm a little yeah. I'll show you later, but I'm a little that's bit of fun. I'm a little bit of everything. And as Americans, that's what we're going to be. We're all going to be this this yeah. Fifty years from now, yeah, sure, yeah. And yeah. and in in and don't be scared. Like that's not a bad thing. We're we're all one. Just we're all people. We're, we all bleed red, and that's all that matters. Yep. Speaking of red, Ohio. So every. State in every team, every football team at all levels in Ohio is playing football except Ohio State. Touchdown or turnover? That's hard. I mean, I high school, high school, college, all the. I mean, the school school. in Ohio is OSU, Ohio State. I mean, that's the pinnacle of football. I just think it's a political thing. Unfortunately, I I mean, oh man, I'm gonna say that's more of. is it good I think that there's I, no college? What? But there, is it good that there's no college, but there's high school? No, it's just no, showing no. that these players are hostages, you know, in this situation because they, they that's what they they want. They need some of those kids need to play because imagine it's that kid who's right now a senior that he's written down as undrafted. If he has that big Two-star year, recruit. yeah, if he has that big year, he can be a you know third to seventh round pick. He's not going to have that because of and then. 
it's a shame because he's looking at Sunday football and the Bengals are playing a home game or the Browns. Then on a Friday, he can go to a high school game and watch and say, damn it, why why, why am I not playing football right now? Yeah, and, I mean, it's, it, know, it, and the XFL is probably making a comeback yeah. next year. I mean, it sucks. I mean, like, well, I, like even growing up for me, it's like what kept me out of trouble is my focus for football. I mean, yeah. I thought I, and before I tore my MCL, I thought – I was going to play college ball and that was my dream in high school was to play college ball. And I had people talking to me my junior year, like, Hey, we're interested. Not, not division one, but like yeah, but people college. still being interested. And then like, sure. you know, unfortunately things in my senior year went downhill with the new coach and everything. They didn't let me go to the schools I've been going to camps for, but mm. I had a chance, but yeah. I had a focus and that focus was athletics. My team, my yep. team that I grew up with. I mean, my coaches unfortunately went to the opposite, my senior year, went to the uh, opposite high school in there. And I, if I went over there, I probably could have played college ball. But my my heart, my passion was with the team that Football, I grew up yeah, with. True. And that, you know, I don't regret that. I have a bond with those guys, as you probably guys have in sports and stuff, mm. and that that's priceless. And it's unfortunate that this, uh, that these times are doing it. But it's just the thing is, that's the times. If life's not fair, and it's, yeah, it's unfair, guys, and that sucks. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Last topic before we get to necessary toughness rants. So transfers from footballless schools aren't immediately eligible. So if you're from the Big Ten, one of these conferences that canceled football for your season, you technically can't play immediately. You would technically have to sit out a year. West Virginia is waiting on a bunch of recruits that they're trying to get to play and have them immediately eligible so it's weird that this wrinkle kind of exists when they were given everybody was given blanket eligibility they were given an extra year of eligibility but you're not immediately eligible if you want to transfer anywhere outside of the the conferences that actually aren't having football anymore and the ones that are so the big 12 the sec acc those are your three options you want to transfer there you might have to sit out a year so touchdown or turnover uh, definitely a turnover. I mean, I mean, the, like I said, it's just it's not a normal year. These guys that they can play and they got the ability to transfer. I think they should. I mean, if if it's just a thing about just oh, that's the rule. That's the rules in place. Change the rule. You can do that. I I think it's a turnover. Mm. Agreed. All right. So, who wants to go first? Rant? Special guest, Michael. Yes. Unnecessary uh, toughness rants. Let me see. Get something off your heart. Man, um for me it would just be to to uh white America, man. Just open your eyes and realize what other uh you know, other people of color are are dealing with and part of the issue is the silence and people not willing to sacrifice. They're willing to listen to the music, uh dance to the music, dress like the uh, people of the culture, but when it comes to actually being a helping hand to the people, they're nowhere to be found. You know what I'm saying? And it's going to take, you know, it's going to take some of them. Now, it's not going to be all of them because that's just what it is, but it's going to take some of the uh, white Americans in power 
to be that helping hand. And, you know, I always tell uh, people of color, uh, black, Hispanic, that if you want to make your people great, you have to do it yourself. Don't depend on anyone else. But eventually someone may say, hey, you know what? I have this power. I have this wealth. I want to be a helping hand. So white America, just open your eyes and realize the wrongs of the entire history of this country. You know, some people try to brush away the... um, the, the past uh, horrors of this country where it's like, no, this is where it comes from. It's, don't think that it's brand new. Like, it comes from something. So that'll be my rant right there. Yeah, my, my kind of almost piggybacking off that is like this racism, this is learned within our homes. Yeah. This, this isn't learned and then within our societies. This, isn't, this is not things that we're seeing on TV and everything. We're seeing this at home. So moms, dads, Step up to the plate, really start teaching our kids, our youth, our our brothers and sisters of all colors, races, and creed from all around the world, and start spreading some love. It's it's we've been hearing it. It's it's is hate is not going to beat this. It's it's love. We're going to have to. Um, we're 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 angry in all sorts, and that's that's the problem right now. Is the anger. It, towards each other and we need to learn to love we need to learn to forgive and we need to accept and that's the only way that we're going to make our country as great as is possibly ever going to be so forgive don't forget and love each other and that's the only way we can get through this and because it's not just about one side one ideology one religion because that's what we put on paper 200 and whatever years ago now that we have a freedom religion we have a freedom right and this and we are going we have we have to accept each other because we can and we should so there's a lot of things that we have to do but hate is not going to do it because you think different is not going to do it. It's okay to be different. It's okay to have a different thought. It's okay to be Republican. It's okay to be liberal. It's okay to be neither. There's not one way or the other. The American way is to get in a room, work together, come together for the common good. And right now, the common good is for our lives of everybody. So hug your neighbor, love your neighbor. And remember that everybody is neighbors. That's all I got. Cool, cool. That was, that was wonderful. Great. Um, again, shout out to Pete. You know, glad you and your family doing good. You're all in our prayer. We're, yeah, yeah, you're all in our prayers. And, um, yeah, man, I, I just want to say with, with everything that's been going on, because, honestly, police brutality, like, white supremacists going crazy or in the muck like that's always been a thing and personally if I had a couple solutions I can think of one off top white people just shouldn't be allowed to be cops like that would solve a lot of problems uh, you wouldn't see people getting pulled over saying hey where are your papers at are you from this country or not because they look a little bit Latin or hey you know, we're not going to pull this black man out of his car and beat him to death and kill him in front of his family. Because I'm sorry, when it comes to police unions and these prosecutors and these police departments, the Fraternal Order of Police, 
most of them, like 90% of them, especially when we're talking about leadership and people who who are supposed to be at the forehead and the figure front of things, they're all white. So maybe they shouldn't be allowed to have those positions anymore. Because I'm sorry, I just don't see where there's a history of white police officers just out here being the the Boy Scouts of the world. No, they're like every other day, like there's corruption with police. And we find out all these police officers who all happen to be white, who all happen to be getting away with killing people and beating people up. One dude, a former Boston, I read a story on CNN, a former Boston um, police chief. He was also like the head of a, a police union. He got busted for child pornography. Like, we don't police the police, and now we live in a country where police are seen as the law, the judge, the jury, and the executioner, and if your family wants to fight over what happened to you after you die, uh, you get or you survive and you're crippled, you're handcuffed to your hospital bed. You're seen as the transgressor, even if you didn't do anything wrong, and we could point a lot of that, that, well, most of the cops are white. So if you start there and look at the racial animus and say, maybe we need to take you out of these roles and positions and put people who look like the people who live in the neighborhood you're policing, then you might see some change. And yeah, that's just, that's just one way to look at it. But, um, yeah, man, it's been a crazy week. Uh, it won't, this show won't always get so, dark and gloomy, but we got to be honest about, you know, what's going on in the real world. We can't not talk about it. So, if this finds you and it hits you a certain way, then, you know, let it hit you a certain way. But think about why it hits you a certain way. Because, yeah, we're three guys on the radio, but we also have experiences, life experiences that we deal with. We've seen things. Like, Eric just straight up said, I have to renounce my hero now. Erlacher, who Hall of Fame linebacker, came out and said some really racist, dumb, and sensitive shit. But at the end of the day, to quote Pete, yes, I just said at the end of the day, I stole your line, Pete. <laughs> Sorry. I. <laughs> it's done now. But anyway, yeah, man, touchdowns and tangents. It is what it is. We got, what, like five episodes to the 200th episode? Four after this. Yeah. Gotta get that bingo. Oh, yeah. So, um, thank y'all for listening. I think I'm going to have to Uber here that night. Yeah, probably going to Uber back to catch up. We can't do a pool anymore. Make sure everybody's Uber comes at the same time. Right. But, yeah, man, touchdowns and tangents. I'm Kenneth Berry, a.k.a. Oso Grande. Salute to Pete. Salute to the family, everybody out there, everybody's family. Uh, Y'all stay safe out there. Um, Barely a tangent. Monday coming up. Another episode. It's going to be interesting. Stay tuned. Michael, Eric, Alan in the back holding down videography. It's been real, guys. It's been real. It's fun. Right here. Real one. Spread that love, people. Spread the love. Stop Eskimo broing in a time of COVID. That's just wild, bro. Like, who would that? Chill out on the Eskimo broing. Shout out to Snodgrass and 
R.I.P. Stove Piper. I miss that bar. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.